Hello, and happy day. How does slowing down sound to you today? Would you like to reduce the noise for just a bit? Are you ready to make a choice and decide to listen? My name is Igor SF Walker. I am here to remind people to slow down, to reduce the noise, to walk their lives into a natural flow. Welcome back to the Book of the Week series. Every week as I read another amazing title, I share it with the world. And today we look at The Alchemy of Happiness by Al-Ghazali. Knowledge of self is the key to the knowledge of God. According to the saying, he who knows himself knows God. And as it is written in the Quran, we will show them our signs in the world and within themselves, and the truth may be manifest to them. Now, nothing is nearer to thee than thyself. And if thou knowest not thyself, how canst thou know anything else? Real self-knowledge consists in knowing the following things. What art thou in thyself? And from whereest hast thou come? Whither art thou going? And for what purpose hast thou come to stay here a while? And what does thy real happiness and misery consist of? Under the guise of collecting revenue, passion is continually prone to plunder on its own account while resentment is always inclined to harshness and extreme severity. Both of these, the revenue collector and the police officer, have to be kept in due subordination to the king, but not killed or expelled, as they have their own proper functions to fulfill. But if passion and resentment master reason, the ruin of the soul ensues. Just as angels preside over the elements, so does the soul rule the members of the body. These souls, which attain a special degree of power, not only rule their own body, but those of others also. If they wish a sick man to recover, he recovers, or a person in health to fall ill, he becomes ill. Or, if they will, a presence of a person, he comes to them. According as the effects produced by the powerful souls are good or bad, they are termed miracles or sorcerers. The true greatness of a man lies in his capacity for eternal progress. Otherwise, in this temporal sphere, he is the weakest of all things, being subject to hunger, thirst, heat, cold, and sorrow. It is necessary for him at the same time that he is conscious of his superiority as the climax of created things, to learn to know also his helplessness is too one of the keys to the knowledge of God. Does it not occur to man that there was a time where he was nothing? Further, he know that he was made out of a drop of water in which there was neither intellect nor hearing nor sight, head, hands, feet, 
and so on. From this, it is obvious that whatever degree of perfection he may have arrived at, he did not make himself, nor can he make a single hair. How much more helpless then was he conditioned when he was a mere drop of water? Not only are man's attributes a reflection of God's attributes, but the mode of existence of man's soul affords some insight into God's mode of existence. That is to say, both God and the soul are invisible, indivisible, unconfined by space and time, and outside the categories of quantity and quality. Nor can the ideas of shape, color, and size attach to them. No one can understand a king but a king. Therefore, God has made each of us a king in miniature, so to speak, over a kingdom which is an infinite, reduced copy of his own. In the kingdom of man, God's throne is represented by the soul, the archangel by the heart, the chair by the brain, and the tablet by the treasure chamber of thought. The soul itself, unlocated and indivisible, governs the body as God governs the universe. In sort, each of us is entrusted with a little kingdom and charged not to be careless in the administration of it. Real saints know that he who does not master his appetites does not deserve a name of a man and that a true Muslim is one who will cheerfully acknowledge the limits imposed by the law. He who endeavors, on whatever pretext, to ignore its obligations is certainly under satanic influence and should be talked to not with a pen, but with a sword. Jesus said, the lover of the world is like a man drinking seawater. The more he drinks, the more thirsty he gets, till at least he perishes with thirst unquenched. The prophet said, you can no more mix with the world without being contaminated by it than you can go into the water without getting wet. In the heart of the enlightened man, there's a window opening on the realities of the spiritual world so that he knows, not by hearsay or traditional belief, but by actual experience. What produces wretchedness or happiness in the soul, just as clearly and as decidedly as the physician knows, what produces sickness or health in the body? He recognizes that knowledge of God and worship are medicinal and that ignorance and sin are deadly poisons for the soul. The Quran says, This is think not that those who are slain in the path of God are dead. Nay, they are alive, rejoicing in the presence of their Lord and in the grace bestowed on them. Not a word is said in the law about any of the dead, good or bad, being annihilated. Nay, the prophet is said to have questioned the spirits of slain infidels as to whether they have found the punishment with which he had threatened them, real or not. When his followers asked him what was the good of questioning them, 
he replied, they hear my words better than you do. Neither animals or angels can change their appointed rank and place, but man may sink to the animal or soar to the angel. And this is the meaning of his undertaking, that burden of which the Quran speaks. The majority of men choose to remain in the two lower stages mentioned, as the stationary are always hostile to the travelers or pilgrims whom they far outnumber. Ali, once in arguing with an unbeliever, said, If you are right, then neither of us will be any worse in the future. But if we are right, then we shall escape and you will suffer. This he said not because he himself was in any doubt, but merely to make an impression on the unbeliever. From all that we have said, it follows that man's chief business in this world is to prepare for the next. Even if he is doubtful about a future existence, reason suggests that he should act as if there were one, considering the tremendous issues at stake. Peace be on those who follow the instructions. God loves the man who is keen to discern in doubtful things and who suffers not his reason to be swayed by the assaults of passion. Reason and discrimination are closely connected and he in whom reason does not rule passion will not be keen to discriminate. If a man finds himself sluggish from austerity and self-discipline, he should consort with one who is proficient in such practices so as to catch the contagion of his enthusiasm. One saint used to say, when I grow lukewarm in self-discipline, I look at Muhammad ibn Wasi and the sight of him rekindles my fervor and at least for at least a week. If one cannot find such a pattern of austerity close at hand, then it is a good thing to study the lives of the saints. Ambition and pride are diseases which can only be cured in some such way. God said unto Jesus, O Jesus, when I see my servants' hearts pure with love for myself, unmixed with any selfish desire concerning the world or the next, I act as guardian over that love. Again, when people ask Jesus, what is the highest work of all? He answered, to love God and to be resigned to his will. He who supposes that it is possible to enjoy happiness in the next world apart from the love of God is far gone in error for the very essence of the future life is to arrive at God as an object of desire, longed, aimed, and obtained through countless obstacles. This enjoyment of God is happiness. The next world is the world of spirit and of the manifestation of the beauty of God. Happy is the man who has aimed at an acquired affinity with it. All austerities, devotions, studies have the occurment of the affinity for their aim as the affinity is love. 
This is the meaning of that saying in the Quran, he who has purified his soul is happy. Sins and lusts directly oppose the attainment of this affinity. Therefore, the Quran goes on to say, and he who has corrupted his soul is miserable. Please do help out. It is easy. Simply like this video so more people can enjoy. Share too and spread the word. Leave a comment and share your thoughts. Subscribe to my channel and stay up to date. And the link to this book is in the description below. So buy it and read. Never stop learning. Thank you. Love and respect.